Hello everybody, this is Victor here from Trend Following Trading for Beginners and here's my weekly update on my sample trading portfolio coming up next. Hello everybody, welcome back another week. I hope you have another profitable week. Stock market, nothing much happening. It's only four days last week and ups and downs as usual, but um, the US stock market and the market in general has been up slowly. It's still up and down a bit, but uh, the volatility has died down hell a lot. And uh, of course, things are um, concentrating about the coronavirus in uh, around the world. Uh, Europe is still on, uh, quite bad, uh, but America is getting much worse, especially in New York. And um, also, uh, we have problems with um, the jobless claim, uh, which come up uh, last week about six million. So over the last three weeks, the U.S. jobless claims uh, come up to like you know fifteen millions or something, something big, something large, and uh, it just show how how bad things are, and that is just in America alone, and we haven't even talked about much about Europe and from around the world. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be you know, one hell of a problem for everyone. And um, who knows and God knows when the lockdown is going to finish. And it's initially thinking maybe follow the Chinese model for three months or so. And um, I don't know how long with that will, will the rest be able to last that long um, with so many people out of job and stuff. I mean, for me, I'm lucky to be in the IT um spheres and I can work remotely but a lot of people are doing restaurants and hotels and stuff and they're more or less you know cut back and not able to to work at all uh, especially those zero hours people um and just just difficult for people around but obviously the um the jobless gonna affect everyone and um yeah even though US market is making hay ways you know trying to recover uh for for a normal person, it's kind of difficult to to see any sunshine at the moment. Even though we got uh, you know very lovely weather here at Easter weekend, and uh, sunshines, we all locked down. We the farthest we, furthest we can go is to stay in our back gardens. And uh, everybody else seems doing the same thing. Nothing much happening outside except you want to buy food or get food or medicine, those kind of thing. And um, it it's just just not good. Um, but anyway, as far as um, uh, trading is concerned. It has been, uh, for me anyway, a reasonable week. Not as profitable when there's big, large movement. Uh, when you think tanks, that's where trend following comes in. And also trend following comes in too when uh, the market is making headway, slowly moving back up like what we have done last two weeks or so. And um, it's slow. It's got to be much slower. But when you compare the last three weeks, like early March, the uh, end of February, time frame those kind of volatile mad ups and downs um it's not going to be here for a while yet but i think at least a couple more months but at the moment people still think i think from uh you know especially on those those squat box talking heads um keep on saying is this you know the end of the the, the mayor market you know is this sustainable you know um market move up and uh, no, i personally don't think so it's just a dead cat bounce of um, something, you know, first a fear, market down, move, and then now we have um, some sort of recovery. And um, 
who knows where the where it might go. But at least as far as I'm concerned, it's definitely gonna play out this this month, maybe even to next month. But then, uh, when the time hits, especially I think in April and I think start of next week is the result seasons. Um, the guidance and the results from US uh, will be bad. Uh, probably significantly bad. And I, I personally feel it'll be just con- it, that's only just the first taste because that's only the first three months when we have some sort of work activities going on. Um, after that, I think, you know, in June, July time, when we see the the second quarter of this year, when effectively around the world, everybody is shut down. Um, those kind of figures would be much, much worse. So by that time happens, I think the stock market probably, you know, will be tanking. And remember, stock market always look forward. So I don't think we can even have to wait until June, July time to see the stock market coming down. Probably a bit f- earlier. Maybe we only have this rally for, you know, maybe a short time, maybe this month, early next month. And then uh, end of next month, before the starting um, of the new um season or reporting season in in july kind of thing you already you know tanking and uh, quite badly so as well because people obviously know uh what's coming and um, basically start shorting the market that will be the time to for people to stand aside if they only trade for long uh, on the long side and not the short side but also for people who uh, are like myself don't believe this uh bounce and uh, should be i'm using now the time now to prepare I'm in the stock market like everybody else uh, and trend followers, but my size is much more reduced because I don't personally believe in in, in, in this bounce and i just getting my power to dry, getting ready for the next slaughter of the stock market and then make some more money on that way. So now now really is the time to learn about you know how, how to make money on the uh, when the market is going down, that kind of thing, looking at options and things, those kind of stuff. Uh, trend following definitely can help you, um, but... I think on on this podcast, this particular podcast, I mean, there's nothing much to report really on the, on the stock market front. Uh, but there's a couple of things I want to talk about. Basically, is the hopefully this fit the title of this uh, podcast, which is lie lies and more damn lies. And um, essentially, I just see you know first first of all is the the crude oil. Okay. Um, last week there's talks of you know. OPEC and OPEC plus countries coming together and uh, now I think yesterday or today the G20 financial uh, ministers go to get together and talk about how uh, we can tackle the dollar price as well as the slow down economy and stuff like that but all this news that's coming out seems to be missing one thing uh, everybody's been asked to cut American try to be the big, you know, leader on this and tell everybody to cut and come to the table. But where where is the commitment from America for the oil price cut? I mean, Donald Trump, when he asked, both um, President Trump being asked about it, he didn't commit to anything. He just said, you know, the, the oil output from America will slow down anyway because just market forces. But if you use the same argument, then, well, okay, yeah, market forces, it's happening, there's a... Uh, over supply, lack of demand of oil in the world, then okay, so over time, then this will go to you know reflect on everybody's um, all these oil producing countries output. They will have to reduce because just not enough demand. So you can say that as well. So why why the hell are we having a meeting with oil and oil plus groups to cut oil? 
if that's the way Americans see it. As far as I'm concerned, I'm standing on the sideline watching. I personally feel uh, there's a lot of politics going on in America and stopping the uh, President Donald Trump to commit to anything. Um, um, but this this whole hoo-ha thing, as far as I'm concerned, is very much like um, this is how I see it. Okay, I'm from Hong Kong. We're used to gangsters and you know gang violence, gang stuff, gang things like that. I I see it very much like um, there's two group of people, just for example, selling drugs, and they have a turf war fight each other and you know, try to get market share, blah blah blah. And they have a big supplier, ah uh, no, big client, who really buy you know a lot of cocaine from these two you know uh, cocaine producers or two two gangs. But then suddenly this um, um, user of cocaine become a big producer. He f- somehow find a way to produce his own, have his own formula, and try to flood the market. When um, you know when the two gangs was fighting each other, try to get market control, they didn't know. You know this user has become an exporter now, a producer now, keep on flooding the market. So when the the two gangs gang A and B let's say fighting the hell out, this gang C who used to be a user, now become a, a producer, flooding the market. Now, you, do you think the two gang, gangs A and B just going to sit down there and let now the user uh, become a gang, let's say gang C, to continue flood the market? No. Gang A and gang B is going to probably have an adult talk and try to force, you know, uh, uh, user C will now become a, um, a gang producer uh, cocaine of uh, uh, gang C now to you know back down or you know play the rules and not to flood it or fight them together that kind of thing so so if you put that context similar thing I mean this is how I look at it in into oil market the the rest of the world are being asked by the biggest producer of oil to cut when the biggest producer of the oil market oil spotter don't do any cut don't commit to anything you think the other side is just going to simply take it? I mean, the politics are in one side. You know, some small producer of oil, oil producing countries, they need the money, like Nigeria, and, you know, some, some of the African countries. Um, what are they going to do? Don't eat, don't supply you know, to, to their own, don't, don't survive. They have their problems themselves. And I'm sure America have its own problem too, but it looks like, you know, there's a big cut, a uh, big, big cake that everybody have a cut of it. Now the cut is getting reduced in size so everybody have to be reduced. So why is Americans why would you still think no we're not gonna cut? Um maybe there's I mean there's talk about um President Trump have no power over the oil industry in America, the sale of oil gas oil industry. Fair enough, then let everybody else flood the market and see how it goes. And then uh, I mean if you cut um if I, I believe the the whole understanding here is if we have a control cut around the world, then we'll be more control of reduction of the oil price, and therefore we uh, each country can manage better. You know uh, how how internal how they works. There there will be some job cuts. Some of the um, the the oil industry is going to you know go bankrupt, and some of those coming there are uh, losing out. Instead of that, then everybody else get you know lose out and, and basically just let the market forces and cut everybody's you know price down, and have a real fight, 
of uh, trying to get market share in a very un- uncoordinated way which produce a lot more ups and downs in the stock market. Remember when Saudi cut the the oil price and then threatened to uh, well say it's going to flood the market more oil from the reserve is really drove, drove the market down and you know, American market as well as the European market as well as Asia around the world. Um, these are not the type of things that we like to see. I think that's what the G20's ministers of the head of countries try to come together and, and talk. But as far as I'm concerned, until whatever Donald Trump's agreed to or not, um, until America going to cut oil price, uh, oil uh, production and not flooding the market, Sorry, Americans. I mean, nothing's going to happen. I mean, to the other side, Russia just go continue. So is Saudi and other small countries. They need American uh, subsidies, one way or another, aid or help. Then they probably will try to cut. But the amount of cuts they can produce is much, much reduced and not significant at all. So I'm basically sitting on the sideline, just watch how and say all oh, these cuts. And where are Americans on this? So people just keep on talking about one thing. And forgot about the biggest elephant, the pink elephant in the room. To me, that's just lies, you know. Um, the the news seems to be reporting. Uh, I don't know how much um, it's been reported, but from what I see on YouTube and other channels, uh, there's like very little we talk about how American company need to cut, how American government has to force to cut. Um, very little news on that. You know, hardly any discussion. It's always about Russia, Saudi Arabia, OPEC. OPEC plus. What what about the big guys? American. Come on. You want the leader? Lead by samples. Do some cuts. Why asking other people to do the cuts? That's to me just, you know, silliness. As far as I'm concerned, it's more like one rule for you, one rule for somebody else. And um and and all all this all all this basically as far as I'm concerned, if they, if they yeah. From the the oil money, if they you know cut, it helps you know the stronger survivor perhaps a more orderly um, reduction of the of the of the oil output from America. It's much more control than a massive sudden drop of um of um unemployment which we already have in the moment. And if this is not control, I can tell you that um, from what I research on is um, the bond market, which I talked about before. A lot of those oil companies issue a lot of bonds, which now, you know, oil price make them not able to even pay the interest on it. So if we don't control the 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 way that company shuts down, get buying crops and stuff, then you've got an uncontrolled um, bond market collapse. And a lot of people just couldn't pay the interest. A lot of bonds go default. And just go collapse, collapse, and even put more strain on the Fed and more strain on U.S. government. You may save the oil market, um, or gas market, but then you have um, the bond market, which is much bigger, and it's going to cause a lot more problems. And then who who else is going to lend those money to the to those um, small cell cell uh, gas company to continue? At the end of the day, it's the Fed, isn't it? So Feds have to make a decision as to how much they can help or the government. And just go to, you know, slow ball and then going back in itself going could make bigger, bigger, bigger problems. So I I think it's much better off with America government and the American oil industry basically down as you know, agree to some sort of cut and then more you know, to work together. to have more controlled way than an uncontrollable one. Because to to be honest, 
uh, from the sidelines, it's very much one rule for America, one rule for the rest of the world. Americans say do something, but it's not committing. So if American is not committing to any cuts, why do you think Russia should do the cuts? They both have nuclear power. They both have money. They both have oil. Okay, it come to what? Some sort of, you know, Cold War scenario with everybody else, American against everyone. I don't think that would be any good for any, uh, for an American at all. And, and the other thing is, you know, they, they can help themselves by, by simply this. The American government, as far as I'm concerned, cut back on the spending on military. Yeah, cut, cut that and spend the money back on healthcare, education, new technology, pensions, you know, and looking after all these, you know, trillions of dollars that they've been borrowing to try to keep up to the economy. Just cut that or reduce that. That's all I'm saying. You know, there's talks, I think there's some research look out there saying America spend on military uh, um, sector is the total sum of the next five countries, including China and Russia, put together. So America is spending a lot on military uh, technologies and, and stuff like that. And all these wars out there is causing them loads of money. Go home, stay at home first. You know, reduce those kind of you know spends, which to me is not that necessary. And look after your own American first. That's what I feel the American government should do, and then help yourself, especially in this time when it really needs in turn in, in get itself sorted out. You don't have enough ventilator. You have to fight other countries and tell other countries not to, you know, get, you know, oh, sorry. Uh, what you call it on the, on M three on the on the ventilator mask or kind of things you know facial mask tell his own uh, company not to um, uh, send orders to other countries you know send it to to America first you know Th- those kind of stuffs just gonna hurt um, uh, what you call um, good neighborhood you know working together with your with your um, partners around the world it's so it's it's not good at all doing that. May as well, you know, um, yes, yeah, spend more money internally. It costs more to produce things internally in America to supply for itself than, yeah, the letting the purchasing American uh, managers go around the world and buy somewhere else. Now, you know, everybody's, you know, to themselves at the moment, that look, what it looks like. And I feel, you know, the, the government, if they reduce the money spent on military, suspend so maybe a couple of years at least, you know, just concentrate on healthcare, getting yourself back to your feet, concentrate on the economy, concentrate on people with you know, f- food on the table. I think that would be much more worthwhile than spending on, you know, guns and rockets. And uh, that's, ju- that's just my view anyway. And the other lies, the big lies I see is, um, I'm not sure you, you know, if you see my Twitter, the, the uh, Facebook and, and, and stuff, you see some picture of me with Brian Rose. Yes, I have taken some of his course. One of the reasons I set up the podcast uh, is encouraged by him and his training course, which is very helpful. I believe in freedom of speech. I believe I can contribute something on trading, and that's why I set up this podcast. But all it boils down to, I have a view I would like to share. It might not be everybody's cup of tea, and I'm allowed to share because that is freedom of speech. One of the basic human rights of the West, not in China, not in North Korea, where you're not allowed to say something that might not be to your government liking. Now we got Brian Rose here, 
having a interview with David Eichel um, about conspiracy theory, and then it links 5G with coronavirus, blah, blah, blah. And suddenly got shut down by and YouTube on that video being pulled down and then you know uh, London Live were trying to air some of that earlier video, not that particular one but one that's earlier and it's been now being investigated by Ofcom, the Office of uh, Communication in UK for broadcasting it because basically the the UK government and so is US apparently doesn't want people to put out misinformation. But hey, misinformation? That misinformation has been in the internet for a long time. Look at the president. Look at President Trump. The type of things that he tweets and say. Has any of that really come true? You know he how he drives the market up and down, the stock market here, up and down by sort of tweets. The way that he thinks and feels. He's a president here of a country. Treating things, changing you know how people feel and stuff, manipulating market in my view. Okay, putting on misinformation, saying, yeah, I'm very friendly with Chinese government. Yeah, very friendly. Sorry to say this, but yeah, how friendly are you to the Chinese government, to, to President Xi? At the same time, you just put a trade on them, you know, trade um, tariffs on them. Very friendly. You're supposed to work together with your friends, right? Not threatening them, right? Forcing them to sign, a, in my view, on unfair treaty. You must buy this how many much amount of dollars of produce for America otherwise I do what you know sanction you I don't think that's very friendly you know and that that is type of speech has been going around why nobody stop you know listening to American uh, president and then put down his and don't don't, don't even mention his tweets and then you have here a little independent podcaster Brian and basically you know letting people have a voice you know, it's not just David have his own on, on, on his interviews, but other people too. To voice a concern, you know, Brian said it in his interview with David. He doesn't agree with everything David say, but, you know, for freedom of speech, freedom of expression, freedom of press, he allowed him to, to talk and got him back to talk. And a lot of people out there want to listen to it in this day and age. And... The government just coming to shut it down. I mean, the more you shut down, the more people will think there might be some truth, some amount of truth in it. And this, to me, is just lies, hypocrisy. You know, government tell you what to do. Then we're not living in the West. We're living in a communist country because you're not allowed to say what you mean. Everyone is allowed to express their view in the West, right? I don't agree people inside finance in the speech, but this one is just say, hey, there's possible links here. What do you think? This is my view. And David just gave it a platform. David, you know, two and a half hours so for, for this, David, um, uh, Brian just let David talk about it for two and a half hours or three hours, whatever, and a couple more interview after that. What's wrong with that? Why can't we have a adult conversation? In the US to Google's and YouTube, Remember the bills of rights, freedom of speech, freedom of expression. It's like gone to, gone to the bins now. Hmm? Hey, look look at American government. At the start of the year, U.S. government said certain Iraqi general is evil, is bad, and I bombed him. I killed him. I sent a you know, drone and killed those people. 
you think that's right? You know, they can plot whatever, they can say something whatever, but what is evidence so far? There's no evidence except whatever the government said. So now again, whatever government said, there's no link between 5G's and uh, coronavirus or any or deficiency to your you know body uh, immune system. And now we talk about you know shut them down. Google was supposed to you know let people talk, right? Nope. So YouTube shut it down. So it's face Facebook has shut down any links to discussion to about coronavirus with 5G that kind of stuff. I just find it very fascinating on this one. It's again one rule for the West, one rule for the East. You know, and from my personal experience, this is just my personal experience. I work in IT telecom industry. Okay, I've gone through from well when I first got into the telecom industry. Is when they move from analog uh, signaling to digital. I s- I remember how crap digital technology was when it first came out. All these promises, all these three G, four G promises, slowly over time it matures. It got better, but people has not been doing, in my view, enough independent research to say how much issue are there when. Telecom company and government allows it to pump so many energy signals, telephone signal, out there into the atmosphere, into build-up areas. Anybody do that independent research, not funded by government, not funded by the telecom industry, but just by somebody else who have an interest just trying out, you know, how energy is upsetting, you know, how human bodies is is working on. I mean, so very sim- simple things like this, all right? In, from my view, doing you know, physics. Um, if you have, if you look at transformer, how it works, you pass some current through one set of wire, okay, and then another set of wire is totally not connected, is insulated away from that circuitry, can we're able to detect power energy going through it? So if you have a, let's say, a very powerful um, transmission station transmitting uh, telephone signals and stuff, okay, digital signals and stuff. And you have a body, us, walking around. Do you not think that, that part of those energy got induced into our body and how does that affect our body? You, 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 we don't know about it. So in like a transformer case, you got one set of wires with loads of energy coming through, with electricity coming through. The other set of wires would detect current too, but in the reverse flow or something. And even though they're not connected. That's how transformer works, right? Now you move that, like I said, the transformer with the current running through one set of wire, replace that with a, a powerful base station. And the other unrelated, uh, isolated wire with us human being bodies. What does that do to us internally? You know, that, that's a worthwhile question. There are people talking about getting headaches because of n- new technologies, people here winging noise and they cannot live in the in build up area. They have to live in the countryside. They have to be away from it. And also there there was um a piece of um, news on BBC as well, five, maybe ten years ago now. People basically said, you know, how the high power voltage and current going through power cable nylons over overhead cables affect people's and BBC and I remember that there was this picture of uh, a journalist holding two for instance light tubes okay just in, in her hands 
standing right underneath a nylon cable, power power cable basically, and it's in it's in the dark. And the two like fluorescent lights sort of lights up. Okay, and that's how the power you know twenty thirty thousand volts whatever you know high power going through those cables at any one time can affect you know surrounding area, including summer you know. You can uh, on on a fluorescent light tube, which can detect and actually show you physically. You know, there's currents going through, and you can actually see some glows in in in, in the fluorescent tube. And and do you think if you replace power station with uh, human beings, there won't be effect on humans? You know that there there's some chat. I mean, there's there probably some relation or correlation to it, and and it's worthwhile subjects to to discuss to find out how how bad it is. I'm sure I read somewhere pe- people are getting definite headaches out out of it. You know, just like people living in a housing area uh, with a sub power st- base station, uh, which uh, supply power electricity to to the to the community, the local community, and they live a bit away from it. You know, all this humming noise. You know, the fifty sixty hertz of the of the generator, of our the power generation, or is some humming noise, it's affecting people. Some people couldn't sleep. Some people get headaches. Other people claim they have cancer due to that. Okay, yeah, it's all been poo-pooed by some scientists, but how how long have it been? You know, just probability-wise, that may be something that we should look at. And now, when you go back to um, mobile phone technology, from my experience, over time, when we go from um, analog to digital. We have basically put more information into the air, okay? More digital signals, communication signal into the air. I'm just talking about telecommunication at the moment for our mobile phones. And as we grow from digital one G to four G and five G now, the cell of you know the the base station that can support a number of people within this you know signal range we call the cell um, is much more slowly reducing, reducing. So basically, it's tried to it to pump more energy through to different, to to each base station communication and to the handheld device because there's much more data being now pushed through. Like in back in one G time, how many of you actually downloading video clips? It's never unheard of. They talk about in future, yeah, will be like a video talking, um, video conference go out. You're talking like what Zoom call now? What do you do with your phone walking around? That's you know. People talk about it when the first you know digital comes in to telecommunication, and now it's five G, four G. We well four G, three G also doing that. Mini four G now is doing this. It's now like you know enable people to work from home, that kind of things. Even using a mobile phone, not on the internet connection or the on the landline, just the mobile phone technology, you can do that. And and to support more of that actually going on, and we call the Internet of Things, mobile other mobile devices, your fridge, your your self-automated cars, and and all sort of thing. You know, it, it needs to communicate back into to to the communication center. All this to serve all these devices require more power, and especially on our handset. You know, putting through 4K, 4K videos to actually support that, you need to have a stronger signal. Stronger signal means you know either pay a lot more money for very much more high power 
uh, signal emitter, the emitter signals, or you reduce the size of the, each of the serving base stations, so like a more base station uh, around for the same area, so that you you, you use uh, less power, but then you because you're closer, your communication rate, your your successful rate is better, and you can communicate better between different tower better. But if you put a person be between it, you know, with high power frequencies going through. A different frequency as well because all digital using different frequency. What does that mean to our different you know bodies? You know what 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 does that mean to us to our maybe our cancer rate? Okay, I'm not sure about immune system. It might there might be something or oh, releasing some sort of immune system generate chemicals in our body make us weak or something. I don't know. But remember, there's another thing: is digital technology comes in different phases. Okay, and uh, using different frequencies. What does each different frequency have effect on us? If you go back to old studies, they're talking about 2G, 1G, maybe 3G technology, which is totally different um, um, frequencies because they can coexist. Yeah, going through our body. Anybody actually have a study? We haven't actually rolled out 5G yet, or even just study on 4G for the next two, five years and see what the effect on us. Then we can sort of tell what what happened to 5G. It's a worthwhile thing to discuss, but then for some reason, the powers that be in each UK as well as in America shuts it down, shuts down this conversation. Why? It, it does make you think. Is there lies in there? I think there's bloody something in there. Worthwhile to discuss. You know, people get headaches. As you know, maybe a small group of people, sensitive people who are sensitive to electricity, electrical signals sending in the air, but still affecting people. What does that mean? Just like old days, the governments, you know, dropping nuclear bomb, exploding nuclear bomb in the atmosphere, without telling us. Years later, decades later, we know about it, and they now say, "Oh, nothing to do with it. Everything's safe." And there's talks about, you know, maybe causing cancers around the world. Why do we suddenly have a lot more cancers and stuff? Detection maybe, but also because you know our living habits, as well as other things, and um, could be contributed by freely government at the time. Don't really understand radiation as much as now. You know, creating bombs and letting off bombs or testing in the atmosphere that is far away from us, but you know the effect is affecting us slowly, coming out generations later. You know those kind of things. Uh, with those kind of stuff, I've been suppressed before, and then years later, come out with you know medical, you know scientists as well as historian, checking things and other technology guys checking through things and find that that's you know it will have some effect. At the time, when the government tell you no, there's nothing in between it. Do you really trust our uh, our own government that way? I mean, can we not, can we not even talk, discuss about this? So I'm definitely supporting. Brian on this, and uh, I think it's it's freedom of speech, especially coming out of America. YouTube and Google, are American company. What the hell is the bill right gone? Government say something. Yeah, if you continue this way, when government require um, the iPhone, or Apple to break the handset of some uh, people, time to be tourists. You know, or proven have already proven tourists. Why the hell American um, Apple, you know, fighting American government not to release the data, not to help them to to crack the code and let you know people, uh, the American government to to get to know what these tourists are talking within with themselves. They're talking about so much human right then, you know, right to privacy. What about this? 
freedom of speech is bills of right. You know that also one 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 thing applies. Okay, that thing not right. Simply because we got a disease running around at the moment that make people questions. I mean, to to find a minimum, I always expect. You know, the minimum truth for me is is electricity going around sending out, especially the 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 five G thing, have effect on human bodies. The effect is unknown at the moment. That's definitely worth you know doing more study about. And if what David is said is correct, why the hell there's more five G tower being set up while we are under lockdown? Is this the truth or is it just talking BS? Wouldn't it be worth of you just to find out and discuss? If this is true, it's worthwhile to ask why the hell this five G coming out still? Is it really essential? You have three G or four G running at the moment. You can communicate with people. You have internet going around、um, cables. So why all these five Gs means you know put up for all these five Gs towers and masks? This is not China. You know, not the Chinese government say I just do this. This is the West. This is UK. What the hell is going on? It's worthwhile to to talk, and this is what what really you know, annoys me this this week. For me, it's a big thing for me. It's nothing to do about trading, and、um, this is to me is is one big thing. And of course, all this stuff probably have paybacks later on when the virus coming, you know, s- slow down everybody. You know, there's some sort of antidote or some way to avoid it or getting better out of it, and that that will be pay you know finger pointing paybacks. Chinese is doing this. And、um, you know how it affect everybody else, and what going to China now asking for money back for all this devastation for the spread of virus. You know, if that happens, I would say what happened to Spanish flu. Even though a lot of theories out there say it's not even Spanish, it's not even Europeans, it's Americans. The Americ, did anybody else in Europe go in or around the world go and American is asking for a big paycheck for all these people that's been killed during the. The Spanish flu pandemic. Who knows? But then there will be finger pointing, and there will be you know some sort of I don't know fight between co- countries, between companies, and all those little you know all the little things happening. This is what you call capitalism. Really, you know, having a virus issue. This virus issue expose expose some stuff that I think you and I are not you know. Not talk about or listen to or heard anything much about. Each country, even like like software development, we have fallback plan. What happens if something doesn't work? We have to mitigate those situation. For the supply chain, if you concentrate in one country, keep on you know asking China to produce things for you because it's cheaper and because they got a know how now, and not having a backup, say go to Vietnam or Malaysia. Somewhere else to produce similar stuff, less quant quantity, but you know as a backup, so it can something that ramp up. You know this this um not rocket science, but people just stop thinking about companies, stop thinking about it because it's cheaper, easier to do it with China. And then the the other thing is probabilities. How probable would that happens? A lot of people just you know forget about probabilities, and this exactly about trend following. People forget those black swan once a lifetime event happens. This thing is only once a lifetime, and it happens later on. Shows up now. It happened more often than you think. You realize, and that just knocked the success. And that's exactly what happened with with the virus. And、um, the West is willfully, ill, illy prepared. Even though China and Asia have it since December, January, 
you know, nobody jump up and down and start locking down things or doing massive um, tests on its people uh, until early March, end of February, when uh, Italy you know, start to detect a lot more cases than before. Americans still walking around, even though you know it, it knows it can spread by you know traveling. And there's talks that in America have been told about this Chinese virus things since what. December, January, when it first happened, it must be. I mean, come on, we have uh, U.S., the one of the biggest intelligence, right, in the world. Not just talking about money and other things or or terrorist groups and stuff. They must know about, you know, this pandemic coming in, this possible fire spreading around and share with the five eyes, yeah? Other countries, U.K., Canada, blah, 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 France, and things like that, or Germany. Or did they not even look at those? It's waste questions on those, and you know the finger pointing is going to happen. Who who knows what's going to happen next? And this is to to me to me just big biggest um, things for me for for the past week. Um, money wise, you know, yes, we're making some some progress, but I don't believe this balance at the moment. And then um, this um, sudden shutdown of of uh, YouTube video from Brian, my good friend, my good mentor. What the hell is going on? I support him totally, and I think especially for Americans, they should stick their hands and say, "Look, if YouTube's doing that, what can they just turn around and say? You know, I shut down your channel because it doesn't agree to what American government says or what I think, even though you have every right to speech to discuss. You know that is is that is that quite a hollow kind of um." Bills of rights, kind of uh, defending the bills of right, you know. I mean, I thought this supposed to be your, your freedom of speech, right? So this, this to me is a big thing. But I think the other thing I think you need to, um, I mean, for this week somehow it just jumped on to me is there's a show called the American President, and the president is played by Michael Douglas, and I think the the name of the the character is Andrew Shepard, and the speech uh, at the last at the end of the of the show. And uh, is uh, from American president, and I'm going to include that um, that link in the descriptions here in in this uh, in this podcast on YouTube, and I think it's quite fascinating and about freedom of speech, uh, freedom of expressions, and the kind of stuff. And it's it's quite you know it rings a bell to me, and it's like we lost that somehow suddenly we're just saying you know government doesn't want people spread. Disinformation, or even this—is it really disinformation? It's too adult having a conversation, having a discussion, an open discussion, and shared around the world, and say what if? I totally disagree. Anybody go and burn down three G, five G, four G masks? I don't condone violence. I don't believe David O'Brien condone violence. Not in mention in any case. In the interview. They cannot stop people doing what they want, right? We are all responsible for our own action, but we are allowed to sit down and discuss, are we not? Or we're not even allowed to discuss. So this is what I call, you know, lies, lies, and damn lies. There's a lot of things going on this week, and uh, it just got me going a bit. Uh, next, basically, is um, the my weekly update on my portfolio, and I'll speak to you next. Okay, first off the bat. Apple, short term now is changed to buy, medium term is neutral, long term also changed to neutral now. 
Next is Amazon. A short term is a buy, medium term is neutral, long term now is now changed from neutral to buy. Australian dollar against US dollars. Short term is a buy, medium term change to neutral, long term is a sell. Brand crude. Short term is a buy, medium term is a sell, long term is a sell. Crude oil. Short term is a buy, medium term is a sell, long term is a sell. DAX. Short term is a buy, medium term is changed to neutral now, and long term is still a sell. Same thing for Dow Jones. So short term is a buy, medium term is neutral, long term is a sell. We'll see 100 UK, short term is a buy, medium term is neutral, long term is a sell. Gold. Short term is a buy, medium term is neutral, long term is a buy. Hang Seng Index in Hong Kong, short term is a buy, medium term is neutral, long term is a sell. Nasdaq, short term is a buy, medium term is neutral, and long term now is neutral. Nikkei, 225, that's Japanese index, short term is changed to or buy from sell last week. Medium term and short term is both sell. Silver. Short term is a buy. Medium and long term is a sell. USD against the Chinese yuan. Short term, medium term, and long term is a buy. That basically means the yuan is weakening against the US dollars. Next is US dollars against Japanese yen. Short term is a sell. Medium term is neutral. Long term is neutral. British pounds against Japanese yen, short term is a buy, medium term is neutral, long term is a sell. After that is British pounds against US dollars, short term is a buy, medium term is a sell, long term is still a sell. Bitcoin, uh, not much change at all from last week, short term is a buy, medium term is neutral, short term is uh, long term is still um, sell. So for Bitcoin, short term is a buy, medium term is neutral, long term is still a sell. TLT, the iShare index, tracking the ETF on the uh, bonds. Short term is a buy, medium term is neutral, long term is a buy. So from this week update, basically the index, major indices around the world seems to bounce back and um, on the total trading system two, system two is all changed to neutral now. Basically, this week, um, all the stop losses got hit. Um, most, of them, I think, all of them got make money. Um, um, that's just the way it is. Um, when uh, if you trade using the um the total system two system and you trade the same market more or less, all these indices, it seems to have a tendency to change as well. But basically, just showing around the world that um, the pumping of extra money by central banks from around the world, from different countries, seems to be doing a trick. However, that is just, to me anyway, it just really uh, a wee, a deja vu for me. A recall, a replay of what happened in 2008, when um, around the world, especially America, pumped loads of money into the financial system. Um, it just go um, to say that that's the same hint shit you know, shit shit, whatever you call them, and it's the same process happening. I remember last time, 2008, when this all happened, 
I was, uh, I think I said this before, I was in Bulgaria doing short-term contracts for a telecom company, and I was watching, you know, uh, financial news on the cable. And I remember, first of all, it is a fluctuation of the um, forex market. And then you have massive stimulants. We don't know why, you know, bankers, uh, the banks around the world, uh, the regulators put lots of money into the financial system. And then uh, we have final moves of share prices up and down. And then slowly, a couple of years later, we have some explanation. Those of us got into books and some films, you know, the big shots. And, um, and basically those, those are the things that um, it come out. So to me anyway, this really is deja vu. It's this short-term rebound of the market last two weeks or so. Um, probably still got some legs, you know, um, but we are more or less around, um, you know, um, in my point of view, uh, it's about poss possibly about right now. Because everybody's talking about, oh, the bear market's finished, we're coming back to bull market or something. And um, possibly as this month goes uh, go forward, there's more people talk about it. And one thing about the bear market is we have significant rebounds, you know, 20 plus, 15 plus, 20% plus, maybe 25% rebound after initial job lows of, you know, 20, 30%. And then suddenly, all of a sudden, when everybody thought it's everything good, that's a big job and out of the blue. And then people just got really scared is that because last time it's a panic and then there's rebound and suddenly something else happened and then knocked the confidence which already for a week and then the confidence they knocked and the share price you know gone down so for me anyway minimum for me for i mean put a put a technical analysis hat on um any bottoms as far as i'm concerned need to be retested and uh, we haven't been retested yet we more or less have a feature rebound at the moment I mean, if, if this uh, rebound is true, it is definitely stay, then uh, there's some sort of, you know, market going lower uh, from here, from where it is now. But hopefully not breaking what uh, the low is um, um, about three weeks ago. So, but as far as trend falling concerned, do I care? I don't. I just basically follow the trend. And then just like the, the Dow Jones and DAX and Pussy uh, and stuff. I made money out of it, but I could make a lot more if I have so earlier. But obviously, I do not know when the bar, uh, bottom is. So I just let the market come back. And now the market come back and you know, took quite a, quite a significant chunk of profit away. But I want a great quote about trend following is, we never get in the bottom, we never get in the top. We always hit the, meet, the middle bit of the trade you know, out of, of the market. And that's how we live. Sometimes this middle bit could be weeks, months, maybe days. Sometimes could be months. And that's where the big trends are, where you take lots of money from, from the market. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, short term, the market is rebounding and making quite a bit of hayway. So we're just good. We just have to wait and see what happens next. So um, just watch um, this month. I think uh, this rebound probably got some legs, but Slowly and surely, we'll probably see um, rebound uh, come to a hobby later on, especially when people start to realize how much damage this uh, lockdown and temporary stop of the general economy around the world, especially in Western countries. 
Uh, what does that mean to the demand side? You know, Asia, China is coming back up now, but how fast can they ramp up? That's a question. Second is how you know, everybody's locked down more or less in the West. Um, when is the demand coming back and when people come out from the lockdown, they still, will they still have a job to go to? That's a big question. And will people just go and buy things? I mean, one thing for me personally, I'm watching now uh, from this uh, sample portfolio, uh, really watching is Apple at the moment. Simply because um, Apple, as far as I'm concerned, is a great product, but it's a very high-end product as far as a status symbol. And when you're not making money, would you actually spend 1500 2000 pounds through a contract for a 24 months phone contract and pay for a high-end phone? And um, Apple has been planning for a cheaper version of this iPhone coming out to serve India and China market. But with the coronavirus and the lockdown, that things have been pushed back. So as far as I'm concerned, Apple may be coming back up as a trend following thing, um, but I think there is a good fundamental argument that you know it will last. So I'm I, I'm more I'm a trend following heart, but I also like to use a merge uh, fundamentals into it because when both are aligned, the push of you know the trend really is you know, you know uh, a lot stronger, and those are the best trend to go for. And uh, basically, we just have to wait and see. But I'm definitely watching Apple at the moment. You might still got some legs trying to rebound. But um, like I said before, Apple was uh, more or less leading the Dow Jones, continued moving up, you know, weeks ago when I first started the, all these uh, up, updates, podcasts. Apple is always up, up. So it's Dow Jones up and up and up. And Apple seems to be leading the, the Dow Jones, you know, when it sort of uh, plateau, you know, level off. And uh, I think it's similar things now, you know, Apple will show it away uh, as well as the downturn itself. So I think Apple is definitely something to watch out for. So we just have to wait and see. Uh, just my personal skepticism. I just don't feel people without a job have enough money on the side to buy high-end expensive phones. Similar thing for Gucci bags and you know, expensive Burberry bags and stuff from UK. You know, China, the Chinese is coming back to work. Um, would they just go and buying things right away? Probably take some time. And the spend probably much less because, you know, they, they all worry about the jobs at the moment. So we see how it goes. And uh, trend following uh, basically is just my bread and butter. And this one just let I always marry the, the fundamental into it. And um, I personally feel the second half this year we see a lot more significant you know, uh, statistics coming out with company reports saying, you know, whatever, you know, problems that they have for last, for first of six months of the year. And then I, and then things will get settled down a bit. So I'm looking at some sort of recovery at the end of the year. But as a trend follow, I don't care as this trend, I just go to trade. Um, but I definitely getting myself ready for uh, next big downturn. And uh, it might take a week. In a week, maybe take a month, maybe a couple of months to happen. But I'm watching on the sideline and uh, we'll just see how it goes. Okay, so I hope you like this podcast and I will speak to you next week. Bye for now.